0: Because I like languages, Um, I want to sing the Cheyenne uh, for you. Cheyenne's uh, distantly related to languages of Milwaukee, like Potawatomi, Menominee, Ojibwe. It's an Algonquian language, um, but it's from way further west, so it's one of the most western, most languages. Dom and Juanita, I think, are on. Dom's from... Uh, South Dakota, where Lakota would be spoken, and Cheyenne would be even a little bit further than that. So, um, listen to the Cheyenne, and then we'll sing it twice in uh, in English. <laughs>
1: Nea no shiwata mena no nenne so he no eva hei Neha no shiwata mena no nenne sonne ho o eva hei jisas ané eva mo meno Hey, Jesus, Ani evavomimeno. Hey, please join in English. Father God, you are holy. You're the first one. Hey, hey. Father God, you are holy. You're the first one. Hey. hey. Let your love come on down and touch your children here on earth. Be with us A. Let your love come on down and touch your children here on earth. Be with us hey Jesus we call you, Watch over us, hey, hey, Jesus, we call you, watch over us, hey, hey,
0: and then if you just turn one page over to number 63, Like a Rock. Like a rock,
1: like a rock, God is under our feet. Like the starry night sky, God is over our head. Like the sun on the horizon, God is ever before. Like the river runs to ocean, our home is in God evermore. Like a rock, like a rock. Our like the starry night sky, God is over our head. Like the sun on the horizon, God is ever before. Like the river runs to ocean, our home is in God.
2: today we're continuing our series on water with a theme about healing. The song we'll sing in a little bit, O Healing River, guides us to God as healer. For our prayer of confession, we're going to read 1048, um, so you can turn to that in the back and just have that ready. Please join me in prayer. Merciful God, we humbly come before you, acknowledging our flaws and the ways we haven't lived like you want us to. We fester grudges, see people as other, question motives, and label each other. God, in this silence, we lay these at your feet. Let the rain come and wash away the ancient grudges, the bitter hatreds held and nurtured over generations. Let the rain wash away the memory of the hurt, the neglect. Then let the sun come out and fill the sky with rainbows. Let the warmth of the sun heal us wherever we are broken. Let it burn away the fog so that we can see each other clearly, so that we can see beyond labels, beyond accents, gender, or skin color. Let the warmth of the brightness of the sun melt our selfishness so that we can share the joys and feel the sorrows of our neighbors. And let the light of the sun be so strong that we will see all people as our neighbors. Let the earth, nourished by rain, bring forth flowers to surround us with beauty, and let the mountains teach our hearts to reach upward to heaven. Amen.
0: Let's stand to sing number 706, O Healing River.
1: this life Talk. Oh.
2: Welcome to come forward for Second Kings 5, 1 through 14.
3: Naaman was a general of the army under the king of Aram. He was important to his master, who held him in the highest esteem because it was by him that God had given victory to Aram. A truly great man, but afflicted, with a grievous skin disease. It so happened that Aram, on one of its raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl who became a maid to Damon's wife. One day, she said to her mistress,
2: oh, if only my master could meet the prophet Elijah of Samaria, he would be healed of his skin disease.
3: Naaman went straight to his master, the king of Aram, and reported what the girl from Israel had said. The king of Aram told Naaman that he would send a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. So Naaman went off, taking with him about 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothes. He delivered the letter from the king of Aram to the king of Israel. The letter read, When you get this letter, you'll know that I've personally sent my servant Naaman to you. Heal him of his skin disease. When the king of Israel read the letter, he was terribly upset, ripping his robe to pieces. Am I a God with the power to bring death or life that I get orders to heal this man from his disease? What is going on here? That king's trying to pick a fight. That's what. Elisha, the man of God, heard what had happened, that the king of Israel was so distressed that he'd ripped his robe to shreds. He sent word to the king. Why are you so upset, ripping your robe like this? Send him to me, so he'll learn that there's a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots, arrived in style and stopped at Elisha's door. Elisha sent out a servant to meet him with this message.
2: Go to the river Jordan and immerse yourself seven times. Your skin will be healed and you'll be as good as new.
3: Naaman lost his temper. He spun around saying, I thought he'd personally come out and meet me, call on the name of God, wave his hand over the the diseased spot, and get rid of the disease. The Damascus rivers, Abana, and Farpar are cleaner by far than any of the rivers in Israel. Why not bathe in them? At least I'd get clean. He stomped off, mad as a hornet. But his servants caught up with him.
2: Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard and heroic, wouldn't you have done it? So, why not this simple wash and be clean?
3: So he did. He did it. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times, following the orders of the holy man. His skin was healed, it was like the skin of a little baby. He was as good as new.
4: Before I start my reflection today, I just wanted to give a short word for the kids who are out there, or any kids who might be listening on Zoom. So young people, this is for you. Today I'm going to talk about ways that we find God. I don't mean that we're searching for God to see what God looks like or to know where God lives. I mean that we find God through moments of kindness. When your heart feels full and happy, that's God. If you want to help someone and your heart feels for them, that's called compassion, and that's God. When you see something beautiful in nature, like the leaves all around us right now, or a special rock on the beach, or an amazing sunset, that's God. So where have you seen God? What does thinking about God make you feel inside? Maybe draw a picture while you think about that, or write something down as you listen to the sermon. God's love is for all people, including you. And I'm glad you're here today. And now for the message that's more for grown-ups, but may have some bits that you like as well. So when I preach... I always seem to get scriptures that involve healing, and I promise I'm not trying to do that. Our story today is from the Old Testament, but Jesus heals a lot, too, as part of his ministry in the New Testament. Over and over, Jesus heals people of skin diseases or demons or seizures or bleeding as a sign both of his sovereignty and his love. Now, it's really easy to take these healings at face value. And in fact, I've preached on that before. But there's a whole belief system in some Christian churches that if you pray hard enough, if you believe in the right things, your body will be healed. And inherent in that viewpoint is the idea that bodies that are disabled or sick or too fat or too skinny or awkward are things to be fixed. And I want to name up front that that is not, for me, what this passage is about. I don't believe that Jesus healed because he saw people's bodies as deficient. Instead, I think Jesus healed to relieve suffering and to show a physical manifestation of God's love on earth. But that doesn't mean that any body that doesn't fit a narrow standard needs to be fixed or that anyone needs to change their body in order to earn God's love. Amy Kenny is a Shakespearean scholar, professor, Christian writer, and person with a disability. Her book is next on my reading list. It's titled, My Body is Not a Prayer Request. She wants other Christians to see her body as good and whole and in the image of God as much as theirs are. She writes, To suggest that I am anything less than sanctified and redeemed is to suppress the image of God in my disabled body and to limit how God is already at work in my life. So I just again want to emphasize that healing as manifested in the Bible should not translate into marginalizing or othering any group of people. Today's service is in our series on water, as water is healing. And at the core of today's scripture, it is that, a story of healing of a skin disease— But I think about talking about healing only in this story limits some of the more complicated themes. Instead, I think this story is really about power. The main character, Naaman, is a general of the King of Aram, a hugely powerful man with armies at his command. And yet he's weakened through a skin disease that obviously troubles him greatly. When he arrives at Elisha's door for help, he brings horses and chariots with him as a show of his strength and influence. He was trying to buy his healing, commanding the VIP treatment from Elisha. And then Elisha doesn't even greet him. Instead, he sends a messenger outside, instead telling Naaman to go wash in the Jordan. Or another way of putting it maybe is, God's mercy can't be purchased, buddy. God's love doesn't depend on how powerful you are. You can't buy God's grace. Because God's story is told over and over again in unexpected ways. God's story is often told in simple acts of courage or interpersonal dialogue. This is the story of a powerful man being healed. But he isn't really healed by his own faith or his own good deeds. Instead, the least powerful people, servants, and enslaved people, in this story are the pivotal points. Let's take the servant girl at the very beginning of the story. This is a young girl, kidnapped from the land of Israel, a victim of human trafficking, now being forced to serve the wife of Naaman. Time or the author of this book has even robbed her of her name. What must her life have been like? What brutalities must she have endured? This is one moment in her story, and I wonder whether it was a pivotal one for her. Her courage in this moment is incredible She's a war victim serving in the house of her enemy. There was much for her to lose in speaking up, but she did anyway. And she did it in a way that didn't abandon her own culture or her own faith. Instead she is invitational, inviting Naaman's wife to share the news of her prophet with Naaman in the hopes of a cure. In the same way, Naaman's own service again moved the story forward. Naaman has shown up with his full power, expecting to be received as the influencer that he is. And Elisha sends out a message instead of opening his door. And he asks Naaman to bathe. Just bathe in the river. Naaman throws a tantrum. What? Something so simple? Why didn't Elisha come out himself and say something grand? Call down the power of God and zap me clean? Why didn't he put us on a sound effect with, or a show with sound effects and lights? And for the love of all that's holy, why in the world didn't I just stay home and wash in the river at home, which is cleaner than the muddy Jordan? Forget it. I'm going home. Curses on this place. And in his rage, in this moment of temper, his servants approached him and said, Hey, listen, Naaman, he asked you to do something simple. If instead he'd asked you to do some act of courage or physical challenge, you'd have done it, right? So just do the simple thing he asked you. Just go down and wash. And Naaman listens to them and washes and is made clean. Again, the least powerful people in this story are the architects of God's story and the midwives of God's grace. And the powerful are humble enough to listen to those voices around them. Where do we expect to meet God In what way are we like Naaman, charging into a situation ready to flaunt our wealth and our power? Where are we sure that we will see God's work or experience God's love? And how often are we wrong about where we might find God? Many years ago, when I was in residency, I was doing my morning rounds in the ICU. Our ICU was a busy place, like most ICUs are. Most of the beds were filled, and many staff were moving about. I too was rushing, I needed to get everything done before our team met to talk through patients later in the morning. Across the ICU, my eye caught a slow motion, something that stood out in a fast-paced place. In the ICU bed was an elderly woman, her hair spread across the pillow. She was gazing into the eyes of an elderly man who was softly wiping her face with a damp washcloth. His movements were slow and measured. It was such a remarkable, gentle view of love that it took my breath away. I watched them for no more than a minute or two before I had to continue on, but that moment has stuck with me. It was a moment that helped me remember the love of God, even in the middle of a hectic space, even when God was the furthest thing from my mind. Have you ever encountered God in an unexpected place? where God startled you by showing up? How does it feel to be on the receiving end of seeing God work in a way that was different from what you might have expected? In the end of the story, Naaman's power didn't didn't do a thing to enable him to experience God's healing love. His power didn't buy him friends or a cure. Instead, his humbling himself to listen to his servants and his ability to cast aside his self-righteous anger are what made the miracle happen. We need to be vulnerable and able to see God. We need to accept the strangeness of God in order to be healed. How are we too proud to accept healing? How are we too arrogant in our beliefs about the right way to experience God? How are we too dismissive of the messengers that God is sending to us? And how do we discount those without power? Because over and over again in God's story, the powerless are raised up. The message comes from the small voice of a trafficked child or a sex worker or a foreigner. The messages are pronounced to bleary-eyed shepherds on a cold, starry night. The message is revealed in a baby lying in a feeding trough. God's story is unexpected and upside down and weird. If you already feel unexpected or weird or different, then congratulations, you're a part of God's story. And if you don't feel that way, then congratulations, you're part of God's story too. But we all need to remember the importance of listening to each other, embracing the weird, listening for the unexpected, getting quiet and still. God's story is ongoing. God is still speaking. We just have to make sure that we're listening.
0: Thanks, Rachel. Let's begin our time of uh, reflecting together by singing number 644 Healer of Our Every Ill.
1: For every ill, light of each tomorrow. Give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrows. You who know our fear and sadness, grace us with your peace and gladness, Spirit of our comfort. Fill our hearts. Healer of our every ill, light of each tomorrow, give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow. In the pain of each tomorrow give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow you who know each god and feeling teach us all your way of healing spirit of compassion
2: God's healing water flows through us and around us. Would you join me in prayer? God of all good things, God of us weird people, we thank you for walking beside us, through our ups and our downs. God, we praise you for the beauty of the fall colors, for health, for food, for shelter, for this group of your followers gathered here today. And God, we also come before you today in need of your healing hand. In you, all things are possible. We pray for all the unspoken things that we need healing for. Healing, God, renew our minds, our bodies, and our souls. Thank you for your love and for giving us strength to move forward on the path that you've laid out for us. May we acknowledge and then accept the many ways you're already extending your healing towards us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You turn to number 703. Rain down. Rain down your love. You're welcome to sing the verses if you like, or you're welcome to ooh. Either one is fine. With masks on, we kind of all sound like we're oohing anyway, so feel free to do whatever.
1: Rain down, rain down, rain down your love on your people. Rain down, rain down, rain down your love, God of light. Faithful and true is the word of our God. God's works are so worthy of trust, God's mercy falls on the just and the right, full of God's love is the earth. Rain down, rain down, rain down your love on revere and find hope in our God live in the kindness and joy of God's wing God will protect us from darkness and death God will not leave us to starve rain God. God of creation, we long for your truth. You are the water of life that we thirst. Grant that your love and your peace touch our hearts. All of our hope lies in you. Pray
2: Go now from this service to the service of God's people near and far, refreshed and healed by the living water that Jesus offers to you. Amen.